the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Tulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, a fantastic show for you tonight. Craft Beer guests that'll be joining me this hour, two of them, in fact. Some news and notes to get to, but first, how can you follow me? Very easy. On Twitter, at Al Gatulo. Instagram, at Gatulo. That's G A T U L O. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast. Via email at Albert G at NYCRadio.com. And don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows. On those two platforms. little Prince to kick it off, and it's going to be a Prince hour. Look, the uh, Super Bowl uh, coming up tomorrow in Minnesota. Uh, they'll be playing uh, at where the Vikings play, and it's uh, the Eagles and the Patriots. And I figured I wanted to do a little thing on uh, on Prince, and I want to be your lover to kick it off. And, uh, boy, I'll tell you, I do miss Prince. What a tremendous musician. I've talked about Prince on the show before. Uh, for those of you who think that Prince just uh, a singer this guy was a complete musician. We don't see too many of these people anymore. Uh, not only could he play guitar, piano, any instrument you put in front of this guy, he could play and play like unbelievable. That's the thing. People you know, always remark about Prince's lyrics, writing songs. Um, got a number of different artists started. Sheena Easton, uh, Sheila E., uh, a, lot of, a lot of these different uh, artists. But Prince was an amazing singer-songwriter but could play guitar like nobody's business. I mean, this guy was unbelievable, could shred it. So underrated as a guitarist. And uh, really wanted to uh, spotlight that uh, a little bit about the fact of Prince, the artist. So we will uh, play some Prince songs uh, during the program here. Of course, the Super Bowl, the Patriots and the Eagles playing in Minnesota tomorrow. Uh, look, I, I, honestly. And, and there's a beer theme here with the, uh, with the Super Bowl as well. We'll get to that in our news and notes segment here uh, during the program. But um, to me, personally, I don't really care who wins, Patriots, Eagles. I'm going with the Patriots. I can't see anybody stopping the Patriots. I think the Eagles have a great defense. Uh, If they do things that the Giants did in the two Super Bowls that the Giants beat the Patriots, I think the Eagles have a shot. As a Giant fan, I don't want to see the Eagles winning the Super Bowl. But I think if defensively the Eagles play well, hey, they can win. But I do think the Patriots are going to win it. I think they're going to get their... uh, Whatever it is, sixth, seventh title, whatever. Brady is just unbelievable. He's unstoppable. Uh, every time you think that the Patriots are out of it, he comes back, leads them to victory. And Bill Belichick, genius, ladies and gentlemen. The man is a genius. You could say he cheats. You could say he takes advantage of certain rules or whatever. The guy wins consistently. You could cheat, you know, a little bit here and there, and I don't think he does cheat. I think he just bends the rules to his advantage. The guy is a tremendous coach. All, all around, tremendous coach. Now, my guest tonight on the Algatulo uh, Craft Beer Cast here on AM 970, the answer. First up, Alan Bishop. He's the head distiller from Spirits of French Lick. That's French Lick, Indiana, 
home of Hall of Famer Larry Bird. They distill whiskey, bourbon, etc. I wanted to find out what exactly is distilling. That interview is coming up in about 10 minutes from now. And at the bottom of the hour, Gabe Barry, she works for Brooklyn Brewery, but she's representing the New York City Brewers Guild. The big kickoff event is coming up in just a couple of weeks for New York City Beer Week. Wanted to talk to Gabe a little bit about what's going on there at that big kickoff event, as well as some other things uh, with New York City Beer Week. So we definitely want to stay tuned for both of those interviews. But let's get into our news and notes segment here on the Algatillo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer. So the breakfast of champions, probably some combination of Zeus, Apollo, Brewers Gold, and Olympic hops. And if it isn't, it should be. This coming from our good friends at Blue Point Brewing. Uh, they have made a beer called Olympic Beer. Uh, it is a clean, dry golden ale. It has subtle fruit esters and a tropical hop aroma. Uh, thanks to our dry hop gold medalist, Olympic Hops. And if that's not reason enough for you to snag a beer this winter from Blue Point Brewing, they added real gold flakes in the kettle. It is uh, an ABV of 5.3%. It's got an IBU of 30. Uh, it's a straw-colored beer. Uh, again, a couple of different uh, grains in there, micro-blend Pilsner, Pale Wheat, and uh, hops of Apollo, Zinc, Zeus, and Brewer's Gold. And again, real gold flakes uh, from this golden ale added into the kettle. Uh, the beer is launching just in time for the opening ceremonies. That's coming up on February 9th. Another interesting story out of New York, a dive bar in the East Village taking a bold stand against the word literally. A sign posted in the window of the Continental Bar says staff will boot anyone from the premises who uses the word literally. The Daily News has reported the bar, which has filed for bankruptcy and it's going to close its doors for good in June. Uh, staff members say for the next few months the bar could be a haven for those who can't bear to hear people say the word literally. Interesting stuff from there. Uh, the Law Stabby has released two very distinct and award-winning brews as of a few days ago. Carnival Ale and Bat Out of Hell Imperial Stout. Carnival Ale, uh, the Lost Abbey seasonal Brett Saison, uh, returns to relish in the funk that Bretonomus uh, brings to its most awarded Saison. Uh, is the winner of the gold medal at the 2008 Great American Beer Festival, uh, gold medal and best in show award at the San Diego International Beer Competition, as well as a gold medal in the 2012 World Beer Cup. Um, it, again, it's a saison. It's dry, refreshing, uh, a mix of funk, tropical fruit, and pepperness uh, from the bread adds extra layers of flavor that makes it uh, very much enjoyable. Bat Out of Hell, which was formerly known as track number 10, the highest rated beer out of the ultimate box set, garnered scores of 100 on rate beer and 98 on beer advocate. It's a barrel-aged version of Serpent Stout aged on vanilla beans, coffee, and cacao nibs in bourbon barrels. Bat Out of Hell, the recipient of the bronze medal in both the 2012 Festival of Wood and barrel-aged beers, which was an experimental beer, and the 2013 San Diego International Beer Festival for unique ingredient beer. Layers of dark roasted espresso, creamy caramel and milk chocolate are followed by a bite from the bourbon barrels, relinquishing into a smooth, sweet vanilla oak finish. Both beers have been released Throughout the entire Lost Abbey distribution network, you can get it in New Jersey. I don't believe Lost Abbey beers are available yet in New York City, but if you're local in the area, you can definitely get Lost Abbey beers in New Jersey. My local liquor store down the street from me in Rahway, New Jersey, does have a number of uh, Lost Abbey beers, which I'm very excited about, so you definitely want to check that out. And then uh, just before we get to the Super Bowl news, uh, the good folks from Southern Tier Distilling Company are releasing their, uh, or did release their New York State straight rye today uh, at their distillery in Lakewood, New York. Um, let us see. The, the goal from uh, S. 
TDC co-founder Ross Seeley. Our goal has always been to make premium small batch spirits, especially bourbon and rye. Uh, two years is a long time to wait. They've been distilling this now for two years. They're excited it's almost over. And producing bourbon and rye, a primary reason for opening the distillery. They're happy to finally have both to share. They are completely committed to being authentic and making 100% of their own spirits from scratch. So that from uh, the folks from Southern Tier Distilling, which also puts out Southern Tier uh, beer as well. This from uh, Artisanal Brewing Ventures. Uh, and uh, Karen Lopez, the uh, marketing production and communications manager, sent that over to us. So thank you, Karen, for that. That is out today. And then finally, so Super Bowl 52 is tomorrow, and uh, Philadelphia and Boston have a little bit of a competition going on. So Jax Abbey and Sam Adams have gone up against Victory Brewing Yingling uh, in a little bit of a smackdown here competition. So um, the bet, the losing brewery, has to wear the opposing team's jerseys and colors at the at their brewery and wear the opposing team's signature mask. And then uh, throughout uh, this week, Jack Sabby and Sam Adams are taking donations at their tap rooms to help preserve the Bald Eagle. Victory and Yingling were taking donations to preserve the Freedom Trail. And uh, a couple of different quotes from uh, Jim Cook, uh, from the founder and brewer of Sam Adams. Uh, he feels like last year we're behind New England all the way as they head to the big game. Uh, to put our beer where our mouth is, we're wagering a brewer's bet with our lager-loving friends at the Abbey against underdogs of Victory Brewing and Yingling. Uh, they know, they, we know this one's not going to be easy watching a thrilling game with a great craft beer in hand. Never gets too old. Uh, and we hope to watch Goodell hand over another trophy to our favorite New England team. Jack Sabby says, uh, we think New England football is like New England beer, world class. Brewers are no strangers to the no days off mentality, so it makes perfect sense to wager on the game with our friends at Sam Adams, Yingling, and Victory New England knows how to get the job done, and we're happy to bet our beer on it. That from Jack Hendler, co-owner and brewer of Jack's Abbey. Yingling says we're excited for our hometown team and this friendly wager with Sam Adams' victory in the Abbey uh, as a fun way for Philly and Boston football fans to show their passion for great beer during the big game. That from Jennifer Yingling, uh, which is uh, she's the VP of Operations for Yingling, America's oldest brewery, family-owned and operated in Pottsville, Pennsylvania, since 1829. And our good friend Bill Kovalevsky, uh, one of the co-founders of Victory Brewing, says, I feel like we picked the best team of beer buds on the field, and now we raise our glasses in friendly competition. Cheers to our fans, the everyday winners who thirst for craft beer victory. Now, for Boston-area fans, if New England wins the championship, Fans over 21 uh, can stop by the Sam Adams Boston Brewery Tap Room on Monday, February 5th, wearing New England gear and celebrate the win with a beverage on Sam Adams. So that is good news from Sam Adams, from Victory, from Jack Sabby, as well as from Yingling. Good luck to both teams tomorrow. Let's see what happens. I still think New England's going to win, but you never know. Now, folks, when we come back after a short break, Alan Bishop, the head distiller from Spirits of French Lick, in French Lick, Indiana, will join me. We'll talk all about distilling, what goes into distilling, and what uh, liquors that they produce at this uh, operation in French Lick, Indiana. Folks, we're just getting started on this program that focuses on that delicious beverage made with barley and hops, but this week we're throwing a little uh, liquor in as well, a little whiskey as well. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Michael Medved says you need to listen to the president. If you give the guy a chance and you actually listen to his speech and you hear what he's saying and the way he said it and how different it is from so many other Trump public pronouncements, there is no reason to be anything other than encouraged and excited. That is, unless you're a diehard partisan Democrat. The Michael Medved Show. Afternoons at 3, right before Kevin McCullough at 5 on AM 970. 
the answer. It was my fifth birthday, and my dad was bringing home the cake. Should have been here a half hour ago. The cake never made it, and neither did my dad. That was the day a drunk driver killed my dad. Daddy? Impaired drivers take lives. Think. Sponsored by the New York State Governor's Traffic Safety Committee. Aired in cooperation with the New York State Broadcasters Association. Tired of struggling with unwanted weight? Unhappy in your own skin? Well, you're not alone. Dr. Melinda Keller is here to help. I was once exactly where you were until I found the Brooklyn Wellness Center Weight Loss Program. Lose 20 to 40 pounds in 40 days guaranteed. I did. No drugs, no shots, no surgery. It's all natural and doctor supervised. Call 718-234-6212 or go to weightlossbrooklyn.net. Mention AM970 and save $100. And now visit them at their new second location in Staten Island, located at 1567 Richmond Road. Join the family at Modell Sporting Goods. Visit your nearest Modells and sign up for our MVP Rewards Program to receive insider deals all year round. Earn points on every purchase when you use your MVP card to earn Modell's cash back. It's our way of thanking you for being a loyal customer. Upon signing up, receive 10% off your purchase and 15% off your next purchase. It's that simple. Plus, new MVPs this month are eligible to win a $500 Modell's gift card. When you got to play more and pay less, Yes, you got to go to Moe's. Dennis Prager here, and for two years now, I've been telling you about my wife, Sue, who tried Relief Factor because of her knee pain, and it worked. And if you're struggling with ongoing back or neck pain, shoulder, hip, or knee pain, or general muscle aches and pain, do what my wife, Sue, did. Try Relief Factor. Go to relieffactor.com or call them toll-free, 800-583-84, 800-583-84. Want to listen to AM970, The Answer on the Go? There's an app for that. Download our free smartphone app so you can listen to all your favorite shows, keep up with us on social media, enter contests, win prizes, and even interact with our hosts all in one place. Just search AM970, The Answer in the iPhone App Store or the Google Play Store for the Android. Again, search AM970, The Answer and download our smartphone app today. That way, you can take us wherever you go. Tweet us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. We're everywhere. AM970, theanswer.com. Welcome back to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. You can follow me on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, that's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast. And of course, via email at Albert G at NYC Radio.com. A little Prince uh, to kick this off. I think we're going to do a whole Prince retrospective this hour since the Super Bowl this weekend is in uh, Minneapolis. Uh, Prince, a native of uh, Minnesota. So I think it's only uh, fair that we do uh, a Prince retrospective uh, on the program this week. And who knows what's going to happen next week, whatever my musical mood uh, suits me. Now, my next guest on the cast, he is the head distiller at Spirits of French Lick. They produce uh, absinthe, gin, brandy, bourbon, and other whiskey types. He also runs a blog researching both legal and illicit distilling in southern Indiana, Hoosier-occupied northern Kentucky, 
And you can get more details on that at alchemistcabinet.wordpress.com, uh, all about the uh, researching both the, Ill- the legal and the illicit uh, distilling. But let me welcome him, Alan Bishop, to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Alan, welcome. Hey, how you doing? Very good, Alan. Very good. Now, for the novice such as myself, what does a distiller do? Is it similar to a, a brewmaster in terms of making beer? Yeah, so it's. Uh, I always tell people it's like being Willy Wonka, man. So, oh, there you uh, go. Okay. Yeah, you know, you got to you got to mystify it a little bit, and, and you know, kind of, I guess, uh, sex it up a little, so to speak. But yeah, it's uh, basically whiskey is distilled beer, and brandy is distilled wine. So, you know, you start with that basic art, and then you go up to the to the next step. Now, how did you go from uh, growing up on a tobacco farm to getting your start in distilling? Right. Uh, well, I had some family that was involved in it, both on the uh, legal side and then also on the uh, illicit side. I think the, uh, the the proper terminology there nowadays, the accepted terminology, is quote-unquote home distiller, although I imagine that uh, that other word, the, the M word, probably describes it a little bit better. Right. Shiner. Right. But uh, kind of got interested in it, in it from that point of view, you know, and then I had a little bit of a background in uh, plant breeding, and I thought, man, what a great way to uh, to build a purpose for a new type of grain than to uh, apply it to distillation. So mm-hmm. it, uh, it kind of grew out of that passion. Those passions were all one and the same. So oh, I see. So now we're, we're talking with Alan Bishop, the head distiller at Spirits of French Lick. Spiritsoffrenchlick.com uh, is the website for more information. Alan, how long does the process take when you distill a liquor from the, the fir- from the start, you know, the start of it to the finish where it becomes a liquor that you can taste and, and sample? Gotcha. Yeah. So we uh, here at Spirits of French Lick, we do everything from scratch. So uh, we bring the grains in. Some of the grains we grow ourselves. Of course, when we do that, we've got a whole growing season behind us and, and a lot of uh, experience and uh, expertise from from that as well to apply to what we're doing. Uh, and then the idea, of course, of uh, respect the grain is kind of our motto, meaning that we're going to try to uh, balance the flavor of the grain with the barrel with the barrel itself and maturation process. So if we're going to do a fermentation, we, uh, we'll grind in our corn one morning, and we'll take that and we'll put it into a cooker. We'll bring it up to temperature and start breaking down starches in the sugar. Uh, we'll then put that into a fermenter with our with a yeast. The second day, we'll do a second cook to fill up our fermenter because we, we do a half cook each day. And then that day, we'll use a different type of yeast, usually a brandy yeast, to pull out some fruity flavors. Uh, that'll set in the fermenter for anywhere from three to six days at uh, 85 to 90 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, that'll ferment off and get rid of all the sugars, turn it into CO2 and uh, what we're really after, which is ethanol. From there, we go into what's called a stripping still, bring our temperature up to 172.3 degrees. And the uh, stripping run usually lasts us about 10 hours. Pull off what's called low wine, which is about 60 or 70 proof ethanol. Uh, it needs to be refined one more time, so the next day we'll put that into a uh, small copper doubling still, run it again, make all of our cuts, our heads, our hearts, and our tails cuts, and produce uh, potable alcohol from the from the hearts portion, which will then go into a barrel or go out as a clear spirit. So you're looking at uh, you know uh, anywhere from a five six day process up to a full week to get a full batch. We produce about three to four barrels a day here, roughly, um, and we've been going for about two years now. So. Wow. So now, so it is, I mean, it's slightly different, obviously, from beer. I mean, the process and, and stuff is essentially the same. Some beers take longer to ferment than others, whereas a liquor you can produce uh, relatively quickly, correct? Yes, yes. The, the white base uh, crude distillate you can get to pretty easily, pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, the maturation is where the, uh, 
the long patient wait comes from. Right. You know, a lot of people walk into a into a still house and you know they get kind of taken aback by all the the copper shiny stuff. I call it getting swirled. You know, and they think that's cool, but where the magic really happens is in that barrel and the barrel aging house. So. Interesting, interesting. So we're talking with Alan Bishop. He's the head distiller at Spirits of French Lick on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, spiritsoffrenchlick.com is the website for more information. And obviously, if you're in French Lick, Indiana, for those of you who are not Larry Bird fans, uh, you can uh, you can go to the distillery, correct? It, tours and sampling and all kinds of other stuff. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. You can come here to our distillery. So we're part of a family-owned winery as well. They've been here since uh, 1995. Mm-hmm. Uh, they produced, I don't know, 20-something different varieties of wine. And uh, then we got the distillery back here in the back. And then out front, we got a little restaurant, a little Italian restaurant. You can check that out. Of course, here in town, we got the uh, West Bain Dome and then the uh, French Lick Hotel and Casino as well. So there's uh, plenty of advice for everybody to go around. Very nice. Now, let's talk about this blog that you've created at alchemistcabinet.wordpress.com. Why did you start it, and what's it all about? Cool. So, yeah, we, uh, being just north of the Ohio River, uh, you know, on what I call the uh, the correct side of the river, <laughs> I'm sure Kentuckians <laughs> would argue with that. Right. We uh, we have just as long of a history of distillation in southern Indiana as what they had in Kentucky. We just didn't have the publicists they had when we came back from Prohibition. There so you go. The history of Kentucky has been very well documented when it comes to distillation, and uh, we were affected a little bit more negatively by Prohibition in Indiana than what Kentucky was and had a hard time coming back from it. So mm. we're finally starting to get these farm distilleries going, but we need the history to back all that up. So I started going into the archives and looking for any stories I could find, both uh, pre-Prohibition from the earliest settlers and then all the way up and through Prohibition into the moonshiners, and trying to bring those back to the forefront, build a little bit of the history, and have a little backbone for the industry to go off of here in southern Indiana. And there's a lot of history here. Uh, actually, the uh, 7th Tax District of Indiana was the largest producer of apple brandy in the entire world from about 1875 up through, up through uh, 1914. So hmm. we're trying to pull back some of that methodology, pull back the curtain, see what the temperance guys were hiding from us all along, and uh, apply that to what we're doing now. Very cool, very cool. So, I mean, it, it obviously it's more of a historical text, but th- it, there seems to be a romanticism about, you know, moonshiners and, and bootlegging and, and, and all of this. Is that part of it, too, the 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 the, the, the allure of, you know, doing these things uh, I- illegally? Oh, there definitely is, and that's been a, a huge part of the resurgence in all these distilled spirits is some of that romanticism. Uh, and that goes a long way, especially with the general public. Uh, you know, I do a little distiller training here on the side, too, and, and I always try to break distillers of that when they come in. And uh, the one thing I always tell them is that there's a formula for distillation, and that formula is that 60% hard science. It's 30% dark arts, which is really just the stuff you tell people to sell the bottle. Right. And then it's then it's 10% intuition. And if you don't have that 10% intuition, none of the rest of it matters. There you go. There you go. Now, um, out of all the spirits that you create uh, at uh, Spirits of French Lick, uh, isn't absinthe illegal? Why produce such a product? Is there a demand for it? Right. So for a long time, absinthe was banned. Right. Um, and it was banned because of a substance called alpha-thujone, which is in wormwood. Okay. It was thought to uh, cause hallucinations. However, going back and testing pre-ban absence, they figured out that there was actually never enough alpha thujone to cause a hallucination. You'd actually die of alcohol poisoning before you ever got to that point. Huh. So okay. technically, absence itself was never really illegal. It was just thought to be illegal. So back in the uh, early 2000s, some, uh, some very smart distillers got together and kind of figured that out and worked out something with the TTB where you could call something absent 
and uh, release it and use old traditional formulas uh, to make a true authentic type absinthe. So there's a romantic lore there, and people have seen it in movies and things like that. Right. What we do here is a Swiss squash style absinthe. It's not the green absinthe you'd normally see in movies. Okay. Uh, but it's something a little more traditional and a little more like what you would have seen back in the day. Very interesting. Now, I did not know that, and now the audience, for those who don't know, now you know why. Now, uh, Alan, last question for me. Out of all the liquors that you create, which one is your favorite that you create? Oh, man, I uh, I don't know. I'm pretty agnostic about liquor. I like liquor pretty well all the way around. But uh, okay. out, of, out of my stuff and out of about everything else in the world, I will take a well-crafted apple brandy over anything else. Well, there you go. And uh, are you a beer drinker at all? I'm assuming that you might be. Yeah, a little bit here and there, a little bit here and there. I uh, I, I fiddle around with it some at home and uh, do a little trading around in the homebrew circles. So, a- anything in particular that you like? Anything malty. I'm not a, I'm not a huge IPA guy. Okay, like malt. fair enough. Malty, malty is good. We're talking. My guest has been Alan Bishop. He's the head distiller at Spirits of French Lick. Spiritsoffrenchlick.com is the website for more information. Of course. French Lick, Indiana being the home of the great Hall of Famer Larry Bird in the NBA. But you can definitely check out uh, spiritsoffrenchlick.com for more information. And if you ever want to take a visit over there and uh, taste some spirits and look up Alan, say hello. Alan, thanks so much for joining me on the Craft Beer Cast tonight. Very much appreciate it. Man, I appreciate it. Thank you. You got it. When we come back, Gabe Barry from Brooklyn Brewery to talk about New York City Beer Week, which is coming up at the end of February. That's next on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. News, opinion, passion. This is AM 970, The Answer. It's mostly cloudy, 30 degrees. What's going on? We have the answer. Another fun day in Manhattan as authorities are searching for a group of rampaging bicyclists that rode through the Manhattan neighborhood of Chelsea, damaging parked cars and throttling motorists. Michael Bauer reports. This man had his car damaged and was then assaulted himself. You know, they mobbed the car. They mobbed the car. Then when I got out the car to tell them, you know, not to do what they was doing to the car, they attacked me. Cell phone footage shows the angry mob of cyclists with drivers even confronting the riders. NBC4 New York caught footage of dozens of bicycle riders riding the wrong way on 7th Avenue at 23rd Street, some wearing masks. The NYPD says that if they can identify and catch these bicyclists, those bicyclists could be facing reckless endangerment and assault charges. This victim just wanted it to stop. Now I rolled the window down, Yo, you're going to hit the car. You're going to hit into the car. Then another dude comes, he smacks the the, the um, rearview mirror. Michael Bauer, NBC News Radio, New York. Police say a man who was sleeping on the subway was stabbed in the neck by a stranger. The unnamed 33-year-old victim was asleep on the E-train when he was stabbed around 5 this morning near 14th Street. No words were exchanged and there was no robbery attempt. The attacker took off through the subway exit at 8th Avenue and 16th Street. One person is dead in a five-car pileup on the Bronx this morning. Police say the collision began when the drunk driver of a Jeep T-boned a Nissan before hitting two parked cars on Burke Avenue shortly before 3. The driver of the Nissan was killed and his passenger was injured when his car spun out of control and struck another vehicle. The driver of the Jeep was charged with driving under the influence. In sports, all final scores in the NHL tonight... Has heard on AM 970 the answer. The Islanders edged Columbus 4-3. The Devils down Pittsburgh 3-1, but the Rangers lost to Nashville 5-2. And the local NBA teams with the night off. Time to check the traffic on the George Washington Bridge construction. Two right lanes blocked on the outbound upper level across the span. You now know how not to go. Weather, chance of some light snow overnight, low 25-30. to 30. Little light snow early Sunday, then periods of rain and mild 45. Dave Banning, AM 970 the answer. 
If you're a firm believer that education is a top priority in helping shape our children to be the future leaders of tomorrow, then you'll be excited to know that AM970 The Answer has developed a program to help parents send their children to the best Christian schools in the area. The half-off tuition program is a way for parents to send their children to school at half the cost of the annual tuition. We partnered up with some of the leading schools in the New York, New Jersey metro area. This is a great way for parents to reduce the costs and still have their children receive a quality education. AM970 The Answer is also offering each school the opportunity to promote their school with a full radio advertising campaign. This is just our way to say thank you to the parents and schools that already know the importance of a good education. For more information, go to am970theanswer.com and click on the discount tuition banner. Here are just a few of the schools available. Trinity Christian School, Trivium Academy of New Jersey, Timothy Christian School, Christ Our Foundation Learning Center. Go to am970theanswer.com for the full listing of schools. This is Ray Zardetto for the New Jersey Chamber of Commerce. A new era has started in Trenton. New governor, new legislature, new priorities. It's time to find out what this new era will mean for New Jersey's economy and for your business. That's why I'm personally inviting you to join us for the State Chamber's annual Walk to Washington on March 1st and 2nd. Get the latest directly from New Jersey's senators, representatives, and leading business executives. This trip is also a great opportunity to promote your business, make hundreds of new connections, and have your voice be heard on key issues. So get on board our chartered Amtrak train on Thursday morning, March 1st. Join us that evening at the elegant Marriott Wardman Park Hotel for receptions and dinner with the state's key movers and shakers, and then we return to New Jersey on Friday afternoon, March 2nd. Our walk to Washington will be one of the best investments you can make in your business. To register for the walk to Washington, call the New Jersey Chamber of Commerce at 609-989-7888 or visit our website at njchamber.com. This message sponsored by the New Jersey State Chamber of Commerce, the New Jersey Broadcasters Association, and this station. AM 97, The Answer. Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. You can follow me on Twitter at Algatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, that's G A T U L O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at Albert G at NYCRadio.com. Don't forget Google Play and iTunes. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can download and listen to all of the Craft Beer Casts right from there. A little Prince, we're doing a whole Prince. Uh, kind of hour this week because, uh, look, the Super Bowl's in Minnesota. It's going to be tomorrow against the uh, the Patriots and the Eagles. Let's see what happens. Me, I could care less who wins. Neither team I'm really a fan of, but I have a feeling the Patriots are going to end up uh, winning this one because, let's face it, uh, Belichick and Brady, they're unstoppable here. But you never know. you got to give the Eagles a chance. Now, my, my next guest here on the cast is a beer educator and community ambassador for Brooklyn Brewery. And coming up, at the end of February is New York City Beer Week. That runs from February 23rd through March 4th all over New York City. NYCBrewed.com is the website for more information as well as where all of the events will be happening. Let me welcome in Gabe Barry from Brooklyn Brewing to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, Gabe, welcome. Hi, how's it going? Going great. Are you great. sure we have to move to beer? We don't have to. We can't keep talking about Prince and the Patriots. I mean, we could. We'd be pretty good with that. We could. Uh, you know, it's just uh, you know what? <laughs> I, I never get really an opportunity to play Prince on the show, so I, I wanted to uh, you know highlight the fact that obviously uh, the Super Bowl being in Minnesota this weekend, and they were having all these shows at Radio Row at the Mall of America, and et cetera, no, et cetera. I so. love it. Awesome. I'm a big Prince 
fan, so awesome. I wasn't sure if it was a regular thing, but no. I'm a big fan. But I love talking about beer, too. So Excellent. I think, so I think we'll be good. Gabe, my first question to you is, what is a beer educator and community ambassador? What, what does that person do for, for, <laughs> for Brooklyn Brewery and beer itself? Yeah, so um, my position is a little bit a little bit unique. Um, I've been working in uh, in the craft beer industry for about ten years now in the state of New York. Not the whole time with Brooklyn, um, but but clocking in about five years with them. Uh, and Brooklyn has kind of uh, always been a bit of a, a leader in the industry. And uh, a couple of years back, Brooklyn started realizing that really at a time when there's more breweries in history than there have ever been at any other point in time. Education is really at the forefront of what needs to be a focus in a lot of our a lot of our energies in this industry. So uh, thus my position was born. Uh, I was already with the company, um, and uh, we, we decided to craft a position that would be support to sales, support to the market, but then also really just serving as a, na- a non-sales perspective in the community to really focus on what beer is about which is people and community excellent excellent that's exactly what it is i mean no matter where you go whether it's your your uh, microbrewery that's down the street from you or you go to a bigger place it's all, it really is all about beer and community and about getting together and and chatting about different things of course over a cold beer now new york city <laughs> beer week um is going on is this its 10th year that it's that it's happening here is that right it is so it's, it's it, kind of funny because uh beer week has New York City Beer Week as an entity um, has been run by a few different groups of people. Um, And about five years ago, there's kind of like anything that is a group of small business owners. There's a kind of a few different versions of the story. Um, But we'll say about five years ago was when the New York City Brewers Guild came together as a, a group of then just a few small New York State breweries, and we then took over New York City Beer Week. Not forcefully, of course. Right, it was course. an amicable taking. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, but we became in control of New York City Beer Week, and we have been uh, kind of pumping out some pretty incredible signature events, keeping some old favorites like Opening Bash, but then also always having new programming that represents the new breweries that are coming into the city, the new bars and restaurants that are here in the city, and, of course, all the cultural connecting creative communities that kind of play into all that. Well, let's talk about the big event, though, that kicks things off in Brooklyn on February 24th. Where is it taking place, and how can people purchase tickets? So it is at the Brooklyn Expo Center, which is pretty accessible um, by the G train, or the L with a little bit of a walk. If you plan to get off at the Bedford stop, plan to, like, stop for a scone along the way because it's definitely a good 15-minute walk from there. Um, tickets are available uh, if you go to our website, which is nycbrew.com. Uh, you can find a link there to a full listing of all of the participating New York City Brewers Guild breweries as well as the uh, guest breweries that were pretty excited to bring into New York City. And there's a link for the tickets there as well. Talking with Gabe Barry, the uh, beer educator and community ambassador for Brooklyn Brewery as we talk about New York City Beer Week coming up February 23rd through March 4th. NYCbrewed.com is the website for more information and, of course, where you can purchase tickets uh, for the kickoff event. And that's where all of the events uh, will be happening. You can get a list there as well as we're here on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer now, what is or what beers are Brooklyn Brewing uh, bringing to the kickoff event and what events uh, does Brooklyn Brewery have going on during the 10 days? Too many secrets. I'm okay. kind of a big fan of a little bit of the element of surprise. I like that. One thing I know, that we are 100% really excited to share with the crew uh, at Opening Bash this year is uh, uh, everybody's favorite Brooklyn Bel Air Sour. Um, I'm not sure if you have had the pleasure of. I don't want to be presumptuous. No, no, I, I've not had this. I've not had the sour <laughs> yet. So uh, you can uh, but, tell me all about it. But are you? 
are you digging on sour these days? You know, it's it's funny, saying? Gabe. It's funny. I um I recently uh, got over uh, cancer. I had Hodgkin's lymphoma uh, last year. Oh, and I was I'm so not. Sorry I'm, to hear no, that. no, it's uh, it's okay. I'm in remission. Um, and so what happened was. I was never a big fan of sours before my cancer, but after yeah. my cancer, for some reason, my taste buds changed a little bit, and I actually found an affinity towards sours. Huh? Shut the front door. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, then we've got a six-pack coming your way for sure. Um, cool. <laughs> yeah, uh, so Stellar Sour is really such a, a breezy, tropical, uh, like uh, notes of aroma. It's dry hopped with some really tropical Amarillo hops, so it's easy, drinkable, and this is something that we released in a small capacity last year, uh, and we were, it was literally like a tornado. We, we, we released this beer into the world, uh, expecting it to maybe, you know, fill like a spring seasonal uh, uh, timeline in our portfolio. Maybe we'd brew it again one more time as a specialty. And within a, a very short period of time, we knew that this was something that we would see again. Uh, Brooklyn uh, brewmaster Garrett Oliver has really outdone himself again. Um, I think Garrett Oliver is one of the most, um, infectiously inspiring individuals I've ever had the pleasure of working with. Um, and I just am so excited for him that Bel Air is going to get to come to life in the way that we want it to. So we're definitely going to be pouring Bel Air at uh, the opening bash. Um, and then something else that we are uh, uh, kind of excited to, to, to host that's unfortunately a little bit more of a um, – in, in industry only event, uh, okay. but we're, we're going to host a little bottle share for some of our folks that are joining us uh, for New York City uh, Beer Week that are, are more on the brewer's side. For us as a, as a larger, sometimes we refer to ourselves as kind of the bigger kids in the sandbox mm-hmm. um, in a time where there's just so many incredible smaller breweries. Um, so we're going to invite a couple of our, of our visiting guest friends to come share some bottles with us on Friday night to kick off Beer Week uh, to make sure that we can can send lots of support to all the other awesome beer weeks that events that are happening throughout the week. Now that is very cool, Gabe. Now, uh, what are, what are some other events that are going to be going on uh, during the ten days of events ar- around the city? What's maybe so, one maybe one that we can highlight here? All right. So one thing that I do just want to mention it's not quite an event, but so yesterday was actually uh, the collaboration brew day mm-hmm. uh, for uh, a collaboration beer that New York City Beer Week that the Guild um, has brewed, kind of. For New York City opening bash, but then also this beer will be will be featured um, in certain places throughout the week. So keep your eye out for that. So this um, is the one from we, this is the one from uh, Finback uh, that Finback we produced, it at correct? Finback okay. Yesterday, yeah, yeah, it was a fun day. It was a, a, a bunch of us from a lot of different New York City breweries. My, uh, myself, Brooklyn Brewery, Big Alice, uh, Coney Island, Interboro. The list could go on and on. There were so many amazing friends uh, all supporting. Uh, brewing this beer together. So one of my favorite events that I know that is taking place this week is actually the culmination of the week itself. Um, Are you familiar with New York City Beer Week Smash Beer? Have you ever heard of that? No, I have not. So Smash Beer in the beer world we know is single malt um, and single hop, uh, which is something that is a common brewing thing that we do. Um, but for us, sometimes we, we, we've done a, a few different variations of a series of beers called Smash, which for us would be state malt and state hop. Uh, uh, one of my good friends and inspirations as well, Jason from Strong Rope uh, down in a, a kind of Gowanus-ish area. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason's Brewery does an incredible job of helping to network with farmers in the area uh, in New York State and focusing on helping to bring back that historic relationship between farmers of malt, of hops, 
uh, obviously other ingredients that will then further go back to breweries. So Jason has helped spearhead uh, the Smash Beer Series for New York City Beer Week for the past couple years. And at the end of the week, on uh, Sunday, the 4th, there's going to be a uh, competition, which will be uh, the brewer who has made the best smash beer. I mean, best is totally a perspective term, um, but best for the people there that decide what is best for that day, um, they will be awarded with the Rupert's Cup, which is a pretty prestigious award amongst the New York City brewers. Um, this current uh, uh, year's uh, Rupert's Cup holder is Bridge and Tunnel. Um, little amazing brewery. If you haven't checked them out, definitely check out Bridge and Tunnel for sure. Very cool. Now, my guest has been Gabe Barry, beer educator and community ambassador for Brooklyn Brewery, as we've talked about New York City Beer Week. That's coming up uh, at the end of February, February 23rd. It, it kicks off through March 4th. NYCBrew.com is the website for more info, as well as where all of the events will be happening. I will be at the kickoff night on Saturday the 24th, so I look forward to seeing you there, Gabe, and uh, I'll introduce myself, and we can uh, have a beer and, uh, and chat up some more beer as well, right? I've got your first Bel Air for sure. Excellent. Gabe, thanks so much for joining me on the Craft Beer Cast tonight. Very much appreciate it. Thank you. Take care. You got it. When we come back, it's time for Suds and Duds. It's all after a short break on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. How did Joe Piscopo start your morning? The Democrats are exhibiting a meanness like I've never seen. The left, the socialists, the progressives. Uh, and it was always the Republicans. When I was coming up as a Democrat, man, and I'd be out there, I'd be campaigning for Senator Frank Lautenberg and Bill Bradley, you know, and I'd be out there saying, oh, yeah, man, I'm a Democrat, you know, and I'd go out there, and I always thought they, they were the party of the people. They, I'll tell you what, they weren't mean back then. Listen to Piscopo in the morning on AM 970. The answer. The following is a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. It's probably been about 10 years ago. I had quite a few credit cards, and it was just getting to be too much, so I called Trinity. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. They met with me, and they were able to get all of my credit cards in one lower payment. Now we're doing a lot better. If your debt has you down, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. Hi, this is Bill Martinez. Join us as the conversation continues about immigration, about our health care system. It's all about us. It's all about the truth, wherever it leads. Bill Martinez live, Monday mornings at 12 a.m. on AM 970, The Answer. Want more AM 970, The Answer? Take us on the go with our Listen Live feature at am970theanswer.com or download our AM 970, The Answer app today. Just go to the iPhone App Store or Google Play Store and search AM 970, The Answer. Hi, Phil Van Horn here from Blue Rock Energy. At Blue Rock, better rates are just one part of tailoring an energy strategy to your business needs. In addition to finding the right rate structures for electric, gas, and renewable energy sources, we explore things like LED lighting, energy management systems, and HVAC improvements, so you can conserve energy in a way that's unique to your business. Visit BlueRockEnergy.com today to learn how to get a free on-site assessment. Tweet us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. We're everywhere. AM970. TheAnswer.com.
Final segment of the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast. And as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Algatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, that's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast, via email at albert G at nycradio.com. Don't forget, iTunes and Google Play. You just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast, and you can download and listen to every show. Hope you enjoyed the little Prince uh, music during uh, during the breaks here uh, in our uh, four segments uh, of the program. Uh, just, you know, for the fact that, you know, the Super Bowl uh, will be uh, tomorrow, Sunday. Uh, it's the Patriots. It's the Eagles. Prince is from Minnesota. They're playing the game in Minnesota. I thought it was just, you know, appropriate that uh, we play some Prince music uh, during the program. So before we get into Suds and Duds, and it's a light week for Suds and Duds, uh, you know, full disclosure, I was uh, not feeling too well last week. Uh, I had a pretty bad cold, so I really couldn't uh, drink, um, you know, much alcohol uh, over last weekend. So uh, that really what we're only going to be focusing on is the Founders Tap Takeover uh, that was over at Paragon Tap and Table uh, on, th- on Wednesday night. And so uh, this past week, so we'll get into some of the beers from Founders, including Canadian Breakfast Stout, which, uh, you know, listen, it's a very good beer, but we'll get into that in just a couple of minutes. Now, of course, Super Bowl is tomorrow. You're having a Super Bowl party. What to bring, what types of beers, uh, food, et cetera, et cetera. So why don't we go through uh, a couple of different beers. If you go to a party, you're not sure what to bring. Now, most people uh, are not going to be craft beer drinkers at whatever party that you go to. So what I would suggest, get stuff that people are familiar with in terms of beer drinking. Obviously, if you want to go in the direction, you know, my opinion would be bring something fresh and local from your uh, local craft brewer. But if you can't do that, if you don't have a brewery by you, then obviously you need to bring something that people are going to enjoy. You don't want it to sit there and go to waste. And you also don't want to sit there and bring it and you have to take it home with you. That's obviously not... Um, not good manners. Let's put it that way. So what I would do, um, if you, if you're not bringing a fresh and local beer, now, obviously if you're in the New Jersey area, I could suggest a bunch of different, uh, New Jersey beers. In fact, Paragon Tap and Table, they're doing a brunch on Sunday featuring carton beers, uh, regular coffee, cafe churro, uh, their boat beer, a couple of others, uh, that they're going to have on tap with brunch as kind of a pregame. Uh, before the Super Bowl, and you can fill a growler uh, of one of the beers and then obviously take it home with you. Now, if you can't do that, you can't go to your local uh, gastropub and fill up a growler, my suggestion would be keep it in the theme of the Super Bowl teams that are playing. We mentioned earlier in the show in the News and Notes segment uh, about how Samuel Adams, Jack Sabby, uh, Victory Beer, Yingling are having a competition uh, with one another because of the host cities. So if you wanted to do that, do a little of both. You could do some Samuel Adams. You could do some Victory Beer, or maybe you want to change it up and do some Jack Sabby and and um, and some Yingling. However, you want to do it is fine. Yingling is a good beer. Listen, they're the oldest independent craft brewer that's been operating since the 1800s. It's a solid beer. I, I'm not saying to knock you out, you know, by any stretch of the imagination. But if I'm in a bar and I have choices of you know this, that, or the other, and there's not really a good craft beer selection. Sure, I would have a Yingling. Why not? It's tasty. It's a good to me. It's a good lawnmower beer, but it's definitely something that you know I would have at a bar. Samuel Adams is always great, whether it's the regular lager, uh, their new Sam Seventy Six, which is kind of a 
as as I mentioned before on the show, the, the Sam 76 is kind of a, a lighter version of Sam Adams, but not in the vein of Sam Adams light. It's a little bit different. So I would do something like that. If you wanted to do something with Victory, uh, I would definitely, uh, their homegrown uh, New American Lager is excellent. They're Prima Pils. If you're looking more in the line of a Pilsner, of a more of a of a Budweiser type of beer, that's actually very good too. So there are different things that you can do to, to kind of make the theme of the party, uh, you know, the Eagles going up against the Patriots, if you wanted to do that. Just a suggestion from me. Obviously, pick the beer that you really enjoy. Listen, if you're a Corona guy or a Bud Light guy, and most of the people at the party are going to drink Bud and Bud, you know, Bud Light or Coronas, that's what you got to go with. But if it were me, I would kind of jazz it up a little bit in terms of the fact that uh, it is a Super Bowl party and you want to keep uh, that theme of Massachusetts uh, against uh, Philadelphia, against Philadelphia or Pennsylvania, and you know, really, those are just some examples. You can do any type of Pennsylvania beer. Maybe it's uh, Weyerbacher. Uh Maybe it's Neshaminy Creek. Um, it, you know, if you're talking Massachusetts, maybe it's uh, uh, Washit's beer or um, maybe Clown Shoes. Whatever you want to do uh, is fine. Keep it in that theme uh, of uh, of the Super Bowl. It'll be fun. People will be talking about it, and obviously, the beers are very good. So those are just my suggestions. Follow if you'd like, and if you don't, and you want to go in a different direction, that's t- it's totally up to you. Again, I've said it during the show. I think the, the Patriots win this. Um, I don't know if they win it going away. I think it might be a little bit uh, closer than people think. I don't think it's going to be a blowout by any stretch of the imagination. I think this Eagles defense is very good. I think they'll put up a good fight. But I think eventually at the end, I think unless the Eagles jump out to an enormous lead, and look, the Falcons did it last year, uh, but look what happened. New England made their second-half adjustments and came back. Uh, I don't know. With, with the Patriots, you got your foot on their throat. you got to keep it there. You can't let up. We'll see what happens. So let's get into uh, the suds and duds here for uh, the final segment of the program. So uh, Paragon Tap and Table uh, did a uh, Founders uh, Tap Takeover uh, on Wednesday. Didn't feature a ton of their beers, but the ones that they did – very, very good. Obviously, they had all-day IPA in cans. That's a solid, sessionable IPA. If you're looking for something really good to drink uh, from a sessionable level, it's excellent. Uh, I had uh, What I had there was the, uh, the new Azaka IPA, an excellent IPA. Very good bite. It was delicious. Uh, nice and easy drinking. I think it's around 5 or 6% uh, in terms of ABV. So a nice, good-drinking IPA. You can have a couple. Feel good about yourself. Then, at 6 o'clock, they tapped Canadian Breakfast out. Now, I have a bottle of this already. I have not cracked it yet because I knew that eventually Paragon was going to have one of these Founders Tap takeovers. So I really wanted to taste it on draft first before bottle because I had heard differing things in terms of the bottle, that it was too sweet. Um, People didn't really get into it. So I've had the bottle sitting probably now almost two months. So I think the flavors have mellowed a little bit, which is good. So eventually... Uh, you know, maybe by the fire or something, uh, might crack that open and have it on a, on a Friday or Saturday night and kind of slow sip it. But let me tell you something. The Canadian breakfast out, smooth, boozy, really, really good. Yes, it has that sweetness in there, but to me, it wasn't overpowering. And I think for the fact that they let the keg sit a little bit before they tapped it, I think makes a very big difference. Canadian breakfast out is excellent. If you find a bottle of it in your liquor store, I would encourage you to pick it up if you're into stouts. What I would not encourage you to do, if the markup is way too high, and I've seen it for $15, I've seen it for $20, $25, I've seen it as high as $35 or 40 
absolutely do not pay $40 for a bottle of this beer. 20 22 maybe is the max that I would go. 25 is a little pricey. Uh, I mean, if you have no choice, you know, grab it for 25 But honestly, I would not pay more than that for a bottle of this beer. There is no way a liquor store should be marking this beer up at $35, $40. That's crazy. I know it hasn't come out in a number of years, but there's no way you should be paying uh, $40 for a bottle of this beer. It's outlandish. And if that, if that is happening, I would definitely contact Founders Brewing directly uh, and find out what the deal is because it's just not right. So a Canadian breakfast stout, excellent. The Azaka IPA was very good. I had a nitro breakfast stout uh, from Founders on nitro, which was great. Anything nitro is fantastic because it just it's so much smoother. It's a, it's really tasty, and especially with the breakfast stout with the coconut and the uh, – no, excuse me, the coconut. The oatmeal and the chocolate flavors really come out on that one. And then I finished off the night – sorry, guys, little Firestone Walker – uh, Merlin Mocha, that is an exceptional beer uh, at 5%. You can't go wrong with that. So uh, definitely uh, some good stuff. Uh, great to see um, Lee and um, uh, Natalie from Founders. It was great to, to hang out with them for a little bit. Uh, those ladies do a fantastic job uh, promoting Founders beer. They'll be down at the Atlantic City Beer and Music Fest uh, coming up in March. Can't wait to see them again, hang out, have a couple of beers, and I'm sure they'll have more uh, than just a few uh, you know, on tap, usually Founders is a pretty big tent, and uh, they do a really good job uh, of promoting their entire line of uh, of different Founders beers. But, uh, you know, it's really, that's one of those places. I mean, Grand Rapids, Michigan, not the best vacation spot in the world, but definitely I have to do some research. I might have to see about some other breweries around there and definitely get out to the uh, the home office in uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan uh, to check out Founders for sure. But it was great to see uh, Natalie and Lee and uh, the Founders staff and, and everybody. They do such a great job. Uh, thank you, ladies, uh, for the beers, uh, the, the swag, everything. You guys did a great job. And, of course, Paragon Tap and Table, there's no better place to go for great food, great beers, great atmosphere, so much fun. Uh, had a Jersey burger with, uh, with my beers. It was awesome. Just a great place. Exit 135 off the Garden State Parkway in Clark, New Jersey. You definitely want to check it out. Hey, they don't pay me for it. I promote those guys because Chef Eric does a fantastic job. Ernie and the rest of the gang there, they do a kick-ass job. Folks, we are out of time. My thanks to Darren Yellen, Jerry Crowley, Phil Boyce, Alan Bishop from Spirits of French Lick, Gabe Barry from Brooklyn Brewery and the New York City Brewers Guild. Remember, the kickoff event coming up February 24th. Get your tickets right now. Uh, And, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m. This has been the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Cheers, everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.